Hello folks, big news, we now have a Patreon, so for 5, 7 or £10 you can support us and get some audio commentaries, early access to podcast episodes, um, a monthly Q&A and everything in between there. So go over to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback on the Patreon and see what all the fuss is about. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun, it's good, 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 good. Mm. Sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, broke through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons Season 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm of course your host, Tyler McRae, and joined with me as ever is my magnificent friend who um, is hopefully not going to drive me up the bend and hopefully could just have a nice safe journey through this podcast without any sort of prangs or dings and then bring us to a nice... Stop at the end of the destination there. I'm fitting in all the driving puns there. Cal, how are we doing? Uh, Cal's okay, you know. I've, I've only just slightly traumatised this new driving instructor, so it was cool. Oh, no. made, made a joke about it. He was like, you can stop panicking. I was like, yeah, and so can you. And he was like, I wasn't panicking. I was just <laughs> like, okay, well, you went for the fucking, was the, the mum handle, as I call it, you know. Oh, no, was he, he one of them? He went a little bit for that. I think he forgot he had pedals underneath it, but, you know, yeah, I'm fine. What about you? How are you? My, I need to start, like, coming up with a better, like, introduction for you. Just, you know, my ginger cohort, that's as much as I can go. You're not even that ginger, either. I'm ginger where... I was going to say ginger where... Okay, ginger where it counts. <laughs> um, Tyler has no soul. I'm pretty good, apart from the normal work and cook and socialize with the family at the weekend i've um made the big deep dive and actually purchased a month of amazon prime finally folks it's not all just free trials and a litany of emails i'll never use again mainly because i got sold on one clarkson's farm and i will say it's such a stunning program if not for the typical you know old man bollocks that he gets up to and the madcap adventures but a genuinely insightful look into farming and just the amount of shit they go through cow. Are you have you seen any of it? I have not. Firstly I'd like you to thank uh, I'd like to thank Tyler for uh funding Bezos's next invent- adventure into space, even though he's not the CEO, but he's definitely getting some fucking backhanders from that. Uh born in nineteen sixty four. Uh Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Um I haven't seen it, no, but my friends have seen it, and I've, I, it is on my list to watch. Um, I've like I live relatively close to the actual farm shop, and I visited some friends um, a couple of weeks ago, and he said one of their friends' mother uh, was just driving wherever whatever area it is I can't remember, and there's a massive door. queue, yeah. yeah, massive queue outside this farm shop. So she didn't the typical British thing, just joined the queue unbeknownst to what it was. Uh. Finally, finally got to the uh, to the, into the shop, panicked and just bought some honey. But it wasn't like his own honey; it was like Raoul's honey or something like that. You know, like oh, a really well number. Yeah. <laughs> she just panicked. She did the typical like, uh, yeah, this one, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it is on my watch. I've, I've it's on my watch list, should I say? Um, I've heard very good things, and and it does go into a lot of stuff about like how farming is uh, being affected by, like, Brexit and, and COVID and shit like that, apparently. It's supposed to be very good. It's Well, it's like swimming in the deep end with a suit of armour on. Just They get absolutely no 
zero to no help and of all the things you think oh is it the moles is it the pesticides eating the crops no a lot of it is the weather rain or intense heat there it's just that's the number one killer that's the farmer's enemy (coughs) and it's just yeah it's incredibly insightful and they've got the right man to do it and he genuinely enjoys it by the end there it's a nice little arc they go through and the episode we're reviewing today is homer versus dignity from season 12 episode 5 with directed by neil affleck written by rob lezebnik with the original air date being november the 26th 2000 and the couch gag being that the family all go on skateboards off the ramp little verts little 360s and homer comes off and he just absolutely plants it so as always um now this is 2000 so for me this is bbc2 or maybe even sky one when i saw this this is one that was on the vhs of like the six core episodes i remember of season 12 any nostalgia about this any initial memories at all cal uh yes there's a few there's a few here and there um obviously one of my favorite lines which i've I've quoted previously in in this fine pod um which we'll get to uh, look you know if you can guess it dear viewer i points to you 10 cal points to you um and then it's there's a few does i think there's a few memes in this as well um the whole when all of them all all my favorite parts what i remember from growing up are my favorite parts of this episode um uh-huh. so we'll get to them and for i've been a bit greedy this week dear viewer and uh, i have three favorite parts because i couldn't decide um tyler ever been a perfectionist and always trying to help me of being the better host um has stuck by his own goddamn rule of one but i you know i remember it being a good episode i was talking to about it one of my friends at work asked me what uh, episode we were reviewing. I told uh, I told him just like one or, one or two bits, very vaguely about how Mr. Burns hires Homer to be his prank monkey, and he was like, "Yeah, I remember it. I know it's a later one, so it must have been good because I can remember it out of like the various oh, different episodes." Right. So, honestly, it was I, I, you know I really enjoyed this episode. I really did. I think, especially from the later series and in in this in this series anyway, um, it's arguably one of the like hidden gems in my opinion, just because it's just dumb fun and what well, one character's full of cum, but you know. <laughs> oh we'll yeah, Christ, we will get to that. Um, for everything. What about yourself? Yeah, for everything of this being quote controversial, I enjoyed it when I was a kid, and hell, in rewatch. I'm not going to give away too much spoilers, but I was surprised how much I still enjoy this episode there. And like I said, this was one of the core ones I had on this infamous VHS of like being early exposed to Simpsons, or it being on regularly when we had Skyway back in the day there. I think it was this, it was unfortunately Saddlesaw Galactica and then a few other ones. But um, yeah, just the things that come from this is... um. Prank Monkey. Always had that in my head. Prank Monkey was the big thing I took away from this and just always been in my head there. And my parents would come along saying, and would, from this episode, would actually call me Monkey as a sort of little cute name for when I was growing up. Come on, you little monkey. Like that. And it all stemmed from this episode. So I've got a lot of um, early childhood ties with this one in particular. And how we kick this off is the family are all out for a nice meal at the Singing Sirloin there. And they bring in out a little cake there. Is it a birthday? No, it's a first day 
for our own Bartholomew Simpson there. And he's looking very dapper in his little suit and everything else. And, you know, as far as we know, it's a genuine A there. I mean, Marge is really proud. She's going to stick one of those obnoxious bumper sticker on of her son being an A-plus student. And Lisa's pissed off. Wait a goddamn minute here. You know, I've been getting straight A's since Jim Bree, since I was a fetus there. <laughs> and I don't get this hooting and hollering. And straight away, Homer within there going... Oh, well, maybe you should get a medal. Oh, you gave Bar a medal. <laughs> it's the delivery on, love you. <laughs> and he's even got a little crown. Um, I'm surprised. You know what? I could see how I've always banged on about this throughout other previous reviews. I always like alternate attires for any character there. It's just cool yeah. to look at. It's something different for the eyes there. And this could easily have been a little hit and run D costume. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the crown and everything there. I know it's got like meme quality as well. Like, you know, oh, when your missus asks you to take the bins out 50, 50 <laughs> times and you do it on the 51st and then A and medal. Um, <laughs> it's a strong opening, Cal. Um, would you like to walk us through exactly how, you know, legitimate this A is? So, because th- this, is, this is the thing. I do remember there's another episode where Bart gets an A as well. And I do think it is, if I remember right, it is something to do with, like, astrology as well. Because, and the whole reason behind why he gets the other A is Edna forgot to uh, pull the blight at the chalkboard down. There was a map or something like that, so he got A's on it. I can't remember what episode it is. If if you do remember, uh, dear listener, please feel free to give us a shout. Um, But basically what happens is... Uh, Bart is trying to breed an ungodly creation between a uh, a hamster and a lizard. Um, he then gets uh, interrupted by Seymour and uh, Edna breaking into the classroom uh, and having a little bit of um, a peer review, should I say, of 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 sorts. Um, they go on top of uh, Bart. Obviously, hides into in the wardrobe because uh, club wardrobe uh, cupboard. Um, knowing what's about to happen, you know, they decide to go on to Martin's desk because it's the cleanest, the and just <laughs> and just knock off a single pencil, and they start um, practicing their physical education of sorts. Um, Bart then. <laughs> trying to shut out what's happening, looks at a poster of the solar system and starts remembering the the sign of it. And this is where it comes to my first first favourite part of the episode, just because it's just so... Like, it's the first time I've heard it, and if you think about it, it's quite a dirty joke. You overhear Seymour go, uh, Come on now, Edna, don't be tardy. <laughs> <laughs> Headlights inspection day. While the kids are out getting their nits picked, we can have our own private cootie call. You talk too much. Let's do it on Martin's desk. It is usually the cleanest. (laughs) I needed to get my mind on something else. Anything else. And for the first time in my life, education was the answer. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Don't be dirty. And it's just glorious in his like fair enough good old he's catching up on all those like virgin days what he had all the 40 years worth of it yeah that's true don't forget folks that's canon he was a recent virgin um, until about a few seasons before um 
Yeah, and how watching it as a kid, um, I've, I think the last time I properly watched it as well was at 14. And even then I didn't, I kind of really didn't get that much context from it. But now, with full adult eyes there, you just think, oh Christ, like, it's the equivalent, and I, I don't mean to put the accent on, but it's the equivalent of like, oh, are you nearly there, love? <laughs> are you close? <laughs> oh, um, but it's incredible. And you got to think as well, that child's desk there, surely there's not much room for manoeuvre as well. That uh, it seems completely inappropriate, that, but... Uh, it's, just, it's just glorious, it really is. And, like, fair enough, they've got a healthy sex life in the middle of the um, school day, it seems, or just a lunchtime or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's worth it for getting on that register now. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, having have Bart, you know, block out this horrible action there he's actually stuck to learning and it was cheating in you know the best way possible as he says and as they're busy celebrating uh, one of the bus boys comes over and says sorry sir you know your card has declined it's deadbeat deadbeat homer's oh dear this is so embarrassing let me get my other cards huh and just like pocket sands all these other fake cards <laughs> out there family are running they get the shutters on and there they're not that that quick all right fine we can't pay for your food what the hell are we going to do there? Smash cut. Full mariachi gear doing La Bamba there. And in all fairness, the actual performance, the owner's right. It was technically content, but like, you know, dead behind the eyes there. They're not giving it the raw cow there. So Homer does his best. Uh, I don't know, Gypsy Kings gives him a bit of Spanish eyes as well there. <laughs> he sings it quite well as well. Like, blue Spanish eyes. I can't. I Teardrops are falling from oh, your Spanish eyes. eyes. Yeah, Castellanet can actually sing, so probably him there. They managed to escape, and then coming back, uh, they realise that they are that hard up there, you know. Oh, forget about this line as well. Marge says, Oh, when did we become the bottom rung of society? Oh, oh I think it was one of those, uh, they froze those hobos to death. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, like, how bad is their financial situation there, Cal? Uh, they're going to get bankrupt several times. <laughs> oh, oh, but as far as in the car, it's a nice reveal, isn't it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, he sold the money, uh, he sold the back seats for... Which is another thing I remember from this episode, from, like, my youth, of them standing on the on the rig. Um, they, he sold the back seats for gas money. Which he then so uh, he he then spent on a novelty horn and it's basically a headbutts the fucking horn and a yeah it's the old baseball charge then from young to old now as well that always got me that bit I shotgun laughed at that Marge then, then uh, oh yes he, this, sorry this I'll, is let, it. I'll let you run this yeah yeah sorry. yeah yeah. Marge then advises that they need they should really go to a financial advisor to which I've quoted several times throughout this tenure of this podcast is one of my favourite Simpsons quotes of all time just because it's just I remember the first time I watched it it was just completely unexpected me and my brother was rolling on the gr- ground laughing at it dad what happened to the back seat i had to sell it for gas money which i spent on a novelty horn maybe we should talk to a financial planner financial panther eh 
Mr. Simpson, you're a dollar overdrawn. Get him, Shiva! <laughs> I'm on board. Get him, Shiva! <laughs> it's just how it's how quick it is as well. Like it's not, it's not even a drastic situation, is it? It's a dollar overdrawn. <laughs> And just incite violence. Get him, Shiva! <laughs> Lovely delivery by Castellaner. And um, if you pause this at the right time, I think I've seen a couple screenshots of it. But if you can get it just before the Panther snaps on him, it's a great draw. Of him like hands out, like that full mustache on the show. It's amazing, Cal. Um, but yeah, I've well, that's two in the like the space of two minutes. We've got of uh, favorite part, folks. I've got the jingle at machine gun rate fire here, Cal. But I'm absolutely with you. That's one of my favourite jokes out of all this. It's uh, what inspired me to become to work in the financial institute, if I'm honest. How many Panthers does uh, your particular banking society uh, own or distribute? Um, at least six. I what see. I've seen. I'm assuming it's more on a corporate level. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and so with it being planner or Panther. They're off to their own sort of a financial planner there. And we get a nice little introduction for the fam uh, Homer and Marge actually sit down to the, to the planner. Uh, we get the Wiggums, not only Chief, but uh, Sarah as well. A rare appearance from her. And um, they're, they're going through the old trope of, you know, oh, well, you've put nothing away here, Chief, there. You're going to be broke by the time you retire. And then, you know, oh, yeah, well, you wait and see. Oh, you know how it is with cops. I'll get shot three days before retirement. In a business we call it retirement. Yeah, but what if you don't get shot? <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. Now look, you've made my wife cry. <laughs> and it's a little... Oh, it's, a, it's even a little wig and... Cry. Like, it's the perfect match as well there. Um, it's a nice flip on the old trope as well there. It's yeah. perfectly executed. As you were saying before, Cal, um, by the time uh, they're going to be broke like seven different times over the next 40 years, they've got a nice little animated prediction there where the family just, well, the kids just grow up and age horribly, and then Homer and Marge just age horribly and their spines are in a T position. There. <laughs> it's essentially what like the whole nation went through in lockdown. We just all looked horrible and aged horrendously there. there. That's Speak like for yourself. Two- <laughs> I'm so like, bold and beautiful. I was going to say lockdown happened in March. This was like May 2020 when we were stuck looking like that. I just love how Homer just kind of just cuts up very quickly. Just says, uh, "Mars, you're posh. It's terrible." The long and short of it is, you need more money there. Well, how do we get there? Oh well, I'm a planner, not a consultant. There now, where's my fee? And Homer's just literally going to try anything there. So he just sort of mumbles, writes something on the card. I know you're not a deaf mute, Mr. Simpson. We've had this conversation for 30 minutes and uh, pocket sand with, with the cards again and then he's out straight away. So, um... It's the best well, way. From just that, we jump Panic to, distraction. Oh, God. It's the best way, just panic distraction. <laughs> from that, we jump to the power plant there. Smithers decides that he wants to chase his dream there. He wants to do an off-Broadway show based on Malibu Stacy there, um... Did you get uh, Burns' little digs or little uh, references to theatre? Can you tell me the productions, Cal? Uh, he said, uh, why not write a musical about the common cat? Or the King of Siam. And it's obviously a musical about cats and uh, the King and I, respectively. Um, huh? I think the other funny bit about this is he's already, like, straight away, 
Monty trying to press the button, and he goes, "I, uh, I, I already disconnected the button for the trap door, sir." He knew what was going. He happen knows the ways, and he goes, "How am I going to get my laughs?" And uh, tries shooting. Oh, is that a little bit later on where he shoots the gun? No, no. He uh, he grants him his week off there. Oh, finally we'll be able to have some fun around here. And yes, Cowie gets the pistol out with a little fag of bang. Oh, damn it! And then oh, the foley as well. It's a bit gross as well because actually goes it breaks his skin as well. Hilarious. He then uh, Monty then decides to do a walk of the plant. Just to see, you know, what what he can do, can, you know, if see he goes to a um, a ca- the candy vendor of the of the plant, and he asks for how much? Do you remember what he asks for? Uh, two pounds of uh, some cow Bris- pop, but say Cheshire fudge. Ooh, don't Bristol. Rep- oh, that's the one. Bristol toffee. Bristol fudge, but don't wrap t- it too tight. I'm hungry now. It just stares at the machine. You've made a powerful enemy today. Now, before we get into the canteen and we get, you know, the crux of the episode there, um, I will say it's a bit of a down because technically they have done this uh, idea before and, you know, Homer's helping out uh, Burns in some way because this is exactly Homer Smithers, how it got started, only instead of Smithers being, you know, overworked and needing a vacation, it's going off to pursue a dream of his there, Cal. So I'll just say it's a bit cheeky and a bit naughty even to do that there, but it's not the worst thing, but it is quite noticeable if, you know, super fans like us. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, because it, it's kind of a running gag that Mr. Burns just doesn't know who Homer is. It's a whole key factor of, like, who shot Mr. Burns is, is they just don't know, who, you know, he doesn't remember who he is. He never does. Um... So I, I think it kind of works in that aspect. Um, you know, he, he works in like a, quite a big company anyway. It'd be weird if like you kind of don't want the higher ups to know who you are, <laughs> like because it's usually through reputation. And in in my history, not always the best reputation. Just more of a um, bullshitter kind of way. But you know. Um, but I think it's quite good, and, and you know, you see Homer sat with Lenny and Carl um, drinking his was it is it his third lunch beer. You've already had two more than you usually do, which I obviously I'm, I'm, I'm working from home now. But like when I used to be in the office, there used to be a pub near me. Me and my friend used to go on our lunch. Only ever once have we had more than one beer on lunch. Like first time we went, we were like, "Oh, I don't know, do we do we get a beer?" And we saw like the head of the department sat there with one of the managers with a bottle of wine, and we were just like, "And it, she had a bottle of wine to herself, and he had like a pint." I was like, "All right, I'm sounding." Um, so we had a pint. We used to have a pint, and then just like buy lunch and stuff. And because we used to go like two, three times a week, um, they used to kind of like rush our order a few a little bit because we only had like an hour. Um, and I remember one time we went. And when it's running a little bit late because we're quite busy, I think because it was near a bus bus stop as well, bus station, there must have been like a delayed coach or something like that, or they must have just got a load of ramblers or something. Anyway, regardless of the point, they um, they uh, they were running a little bit late, later than usual. Uh, so we had ordered a second pint. Our food finally came, wolfed it down. We only had 10 minutes left. And we were kind of like stumbling back to the office and we could smell each other's breath already on us and we were slurring our words and we were like, yeah, fuck, let's just not do that again. <laughs> not worth the risk. Uh, yes, but he goes, oh, you know, that's your fourth beer. That's not like you. 
And Carl goes, I hear uh, concur. And they look very puzzled at him. Oh, it's on my uh, four-day calendar. It's on my words day calendar there. And I've never noticed this before until this actual rewatch that um, concur is spelt wrong. He means is it really? Conquer. <laughs> yes. He means conquer, but he's just said it. As, like, he, he said it right, but it's just completely the wrong word there. Um, nice little gag. And I don't know, it just always seemed to pass over my head that, like, I guess with yours as well, Cal. Yeah. And then sure. he follows it just with very simply, oh, look, Mr. Burns has uh, entered the room. <laughs> But yeah, this is where uh, we get the crux of the episode, Cal, don't we? Uh, he has to approach Mr. Burns there and ask for a raise. He does. And he, uh, you know, he, he goes up, he goes up and he kind of, he gets, he gets, uh, he starts talking to Mr. Burns, you know, he, he's got the good old Dutch courage in him. Uh, and he starts giving him a bit of a, a bit of a sob story more than anything. Which, how successful does he get on with that, Tyler? Oh, poorly. I mean, it's good giving it the old game leg story, like he's uh, like he's Jimmy Stewart in A Wonderful Life. Oh, my family's awfully old. We've got all the game legs. But no, Burns just cuts the shit like, no, I'm a bored old billionaire. Give me a laugh. Oh, well, what's uh, what's in the papers today? He's going to give him his hot five, like it's uh, Jay Leno. Do, do, throw this at that. And, oh, hell... One of the, probably one of the most memorable bits of this, um, and a nice running gag of uh, Lenny and his eye cowl, please. <laughs> yeah, he does. It happens a little bit later in the episode, in a few late, mm. like, later episodes as well. Oh, for the love of... Hurl this at that! At Lenny, but he's a war hero. Well, let's decorate him then. No! Not even for four dollars? Hey! Ow! My eye! I'm not supposed to get pudding in it! No! That was capital. My lung is aching. I like when I threw the pudding. Do it again. I'll make it an even eight. You're the boss. Ow! I'm in hell! <laughs> and then he um, he promotes Bert, uh, Homer on the spot. Do you remember what the original title of his job was? Oh, it's something It's something official like you'd get a... Uh... Like an entertainment manager at an old people's home. It's like executive... executor of I can't remember exactly what it is. Executor of I want to say uh, entertainment, maybe. Possibly something like that. We're bad hosts. But no, something better. His own prank monkey there, and Homer's so elated, he uh, gives him a free one straight at Carl, and he's a uh, Burns is horrified. <laughs> This is my second. This is my third and final favorite uh, part. Oh, let's load up that jingle gun. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's just the whole shock of, of Mr. Burns. Like, what are you doing, man? That's Carl. <laughs> let's say I make you my executive in charge of recreation. No, no, better yet, my prank monkey. Do you keep giving me money? I can't have my little monkey running around in rags. Woohoo! <laughs> What are you doing, man? That's Carl! Let me help you. <laughs> yeah, he rushes him over to the eye cleanser machine as well. And I was just like... <laughs> oh, before we get to the next, uh, to the second act there, I like the throwaway comment, because um, Lenny's such a plain character. Like, and it's just very odd. He goes, Lenny, but he's a war hero. <laughs> Just like the secret history of Lenny there, or it's like um, 
You know when he has to lie to the when he's getting his three hundred and bone like oh something happened with Lenny not Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> he's the world's most boring man, but like everyone knows him and everyone loves him. <laughs> he was my favorite character for a bit, Lenny. Really? I don't know why. Oh. I don't know why. Any any specific Lenny favorite scene? I don't know. I, I think he just maybe when he's like house collapses and he's just like please don't tell people how I live. Oh, that's like number one or two. Yeah, absolutely. We're in the second act now, and the prank monkey's straight away to work now. And um, his first prank is a nice, it's an intimate one. You know, it's just one-on-one with a comic book guy there as he's troughing all these marshmallow peeps there. He's on to number 100 there. What a... Like a Spaniard. Dear Lord, <laughs> what a sad little life. So he comes in and he says, oh, like, Amazing Spider-Man, number one. And essentially, comic book guy says, you know, I love a, I love a golden toilet, but it's just not in the cards now, is it, mate? But Homer's legit. He pulls out a lot of money. I did a tiny bit of research there. Um, and the last sort of report I saw was from 2011. And that exact comic, nice detail on it, by the way. Well done, animators. It's bang on the same. Um, it went for $1.1 million, Cal, in 2011. Um. Yes, yeah, so I'm assuming this will be, hell, call it a million. It, well, on the cash register, it says 20000 Oh, God, so it does. Yes, thank you. Yeah. My eyes deceived me there. Yeah, bang on. So that's a hell of a steal there. Can't, the guy can't do enough. Like, he's getting the key out, everything. It's very dramatic. It's beautiful looking. And he goes, okay, you know, is it bag or triple mile? And no, I'll just uh, eat it here. And he says it so casually that <laughs> combat guy just hasn't got a clue. And then the first rip and stuffs it. And he goes, no, what are you doing? And he, like, starts having heart attack. Yeah. And... Hell, that's a precursor to worst episode ever. Nice review as well. Check that out, folks. From a good friend, Dan Must Die. Um, yeah, and he would actually suffer from heart attack. So it's very in keeping there. And uh, just has the palpitations on the floor. And Hobie being the cheeky cunt he is, I'll have a couple of them peeps. And then bang, they're in the mouth as well, <laughs> as well as the comic. Uh, a successful first gag cow. And he sounds clapping. He's, just like, he's very happy with, with the horror of what he's given to this poor man. Yes, and uh, this is where it really starts to pay off for uh, uh, Homer now. Because even though he gets the money thrown at him and a bike over him there, he's getting extra money, he's getting paid, he's supporting his family. More importantly, he's a lot more fun than Smithers. He doesn't know the meaning of the word gay. Bang, smash cut. <laughs> Musical theatre in Malibu, Stacey. It's quite a good... It, I Like... <sighs> I enjoy it. I enjoy this, like, musical... It's well written. Like, things. It is. It's just very well acted, very well, like, smash cut. It's just... It was a close fourth of my... Like, I wasn't Ooh, as told I, I couldn't have a fourth, okay. but, like... The Simpsons always does good with, like, musical numbers anyway, so... Yeah, Alf Corson's just a magic man with it. Yeah, everything from the little things to the grand spectacles. Um, and some budget for, like, off-Broadway in... Um, New Mexico there. Like, you've seen the size of the car in the background and all that as well. So, a lot of faith's gone into uh, <laughs> Wayland to revive the the Southern theatre scene there. <laughs> that poor guy's just like, and how is this better than a movie? <laughs> <laughs> better than a movie. Why? <laughs> We're now on to, you know, prank number two there. And, oh, hell, I, we'll go off on a little tangent in a few seconds. But, Cal, um, what do you think of this one out of all the ones we see, because this is my personal favourite. Little help? Little help, please. I made a boom boom. Ah, oh, where I pee. Get that out of here. 
The line in the ladies' room is far too long, and so I hope you don't mind if I... Oh! Baby made a boom-boom. Oh, good heavens! Oh! <laughs> Here you go, monkey. <laughs> it's, it is very much kind of almost like early jackass, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I got there before you, Tyler. Fuck you. Um, it's like, it's okay. I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's my favourite one, um, if I'm honest. I, I do, I enjoy it. I, well, I enjoy the kind of like the woman who comes in as well, who just like, who I've been in a situation before as well where a woman's come into the male bathroom and it's just like, yeah, the queue's too big. Like, I can't oh, ask yeah, to say. Everyone's just like, oh, because um, like, what can you do in that situation? You can't tell them, no, get out, ew, dirty girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's okay. It's kind of like the, his most, arguably his most humility. Humil oh, this is how I you find out. Cal can't say him humiliating. There we go. Arguably his most humiliating uh, out of out of all the things he would do. Would you agree, or would you say? Oh no, yeah, definitely. Because this is like as close as naked as you'll get. Um, oh well, ironically, until uh, later for a few seconds. Um, yeah, this is the most humiliating because it's on the floor, and like the guy says. Oh, not where I pee, and just the dirtiness of it. But hell, Cal did beat me to it, and I'll stick the theme in here. We're going to talk about Jackass now, folks, because this is clearly, and I've looked up when season one was, 1999. So I think they must they must have been aware. I think it yeah. really popped off in season two, which was um, started, I think, uh, September of this year, of like 2000, when this was uh, broadcast. So I think this surely must have been in the zeitgeist as well. There, I think maybe one of the rights, because like you say, this is very jackass indeed. There, um, fuck it, we'll talk about jackass for a bit now, folks, because I'm actually quite a big fan. Looking back on it retrospectively, they have a fourth film coming out now. I'm definitely going to be able seeing it there. So, talk to me, Cal. Fourth film. What's your favourite film? What's your favourite guy? Favourite prank? Everything about jackass. Uh, favorite film is I don't know. They're all good in their own way. I do enjoy them. Um, I like obviously the series is a lot more kind of it's a lot more tame than like. I, I don't know if it's just like a budget thing or or a mixture of, of different things. Um, favorite film probably the third one, the fourth one. Um, what's coming out? Is it the fourth one? What's coming out? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I I didn't think I thought when I was kind of like saw the trailer getting released I knew they were making a new one obviously it's not about Bam but it's kind of uh, after a while they've just done what they can do um, it I, I was just like ah maybe I'm over this you know I'm older now and like obviously they're older and, and shit maybe like the charm of Jackass just won't be there anymore. I got goosebumps watching that trailer. I thought, I think Same. it looks really good. And I just like, I really enjoy it. I loved like the driving into like the photorealistic thing, which I guess I don't know how they, they're gonna like do that because obviously, surely he would know that it was obviously like a cutout unless you tell him like, oh, you can just ride through it. Um, my favorite member of Jackass is probably Chris. Pontius over the, or, or maybe Steve L. Ah, oh, same. Johnny Knoxville. Nice. Um, my favourite, my my to the rim favourite fucking prank they ever did was when Chris is in LA dresses a devil suit and he's protesting saying oh, like he's not got out of California. Exactly. Classic. And he's just like I'm not that bad of a guy like and then that guy just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just hilarious. What I found with Pontius as well is he always had like the perfect sign off to the end of one sketch. Yeah. Yeah, as well, like, oh, you know, I always wanted to have a car up my ass, but now I've got bigger dreams. Like, something <laughs> odd like that. It just perfectly encapsulates what just happened before them. My, yeah, my own one would be um, Pontius is the, probably the best cast member for me. Um, I think same as you. Yes, Steve-O's a nice second. Maybe Danger Aaron, just because you've got to have someone who's yeah. a wicked boy. And yeah. He's dealt with it well, fair enough, so fair placement. Favourite ever gag? It's not even a really gross or really harmful one. Do you remember in uh, Jackass' second film, my favourite one, uh, when they prank Wee Man with cards? No, I can't remember that one. What happened? Well, the setup is they bring in this legitimate world's best card thrower and can do it at speed. But it's all a setup for a, an electrified stool that they have get uh, have Wee Man set his bare ass on. And they go three, two, one, and then someone presses a button and they think they've had the card in there. But it carries on, and then the big, best punchline ever is um, he gets wise and goes, Oh, I get it, I get it. There's a fucking card machine. And then bang, <laughs> massive laughter. Because he still doesn't get it. And then, oh no, the chair's fucking rigged. It's just, it escalates perfectly. And then you just get that uh, unintended punchline. It's the best help. <laughs> Uh, and with all this money there, um, the kids were able to get shots there, you know. Never has this been more relevant than uh, in the past year or so, in the past 16 months, Cal. Uh, not only is it polio vaccine, it's uh, anti-polio. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Cal, this is playing into all those anti-vaxxers and 5G <laughs> bollocks. I don't like this. Damn you, Simpson Rays. <laughs> we're into the biggest uh, prank yet now. The one that's going to tip Homer over the edge. And hell, like... We'll get into the controversy in a bit, but uh, all of the panda scene is my favourite bit of the episode, folks, there. I guess just how it starts as well. Um, you know, Homer just questioned, oh, we'll have you just... Well, Burns just, just having like, oh, you'll just have your tit about in a panda costume for my own enjoyment there. Yeah, but why do I have to do the lindy hop? Oh, it's part of the show. Now get out there. You've got to have some razzle-dazzle in there, cow. And they come out and... Um, Good acting by um, I think it's Azaria maybe doing the um, the host voice there, and she's like, oh, we've now got from a mysterious donator. It's a uh, Sim Sim, our new panda. Now, courtesy of an anonymous donor, please welcome our new panda, Sim Sim. Yay! Don't be shy, that a girl. Oh, I think she's getting ready to. Yes, yeah, she's doing the Lindy Hop. That's it. 23 skidoo, 24, 25 skidoo. Well, it looks like Sim Sim is a little frisky today, so our trainers are going to calm her down. Don't worry, folks, because of their thick, thick hides, pandas only feel the slightest tickle from these powerful electric shocks. She's saying I love you. And it's a natural on all fours walk for Homer. And then, oh, I think she's ready to... Yeah, she's going to do the Lindy Hop. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just the fucking delivery that. And then it's the little shuffle and then into the full dance there. Um, Before he goes absolutely mental with the spins and all that, 
I've definitely pulled that out in clubs and in <laughs> as well. Like I'll have I don't know, that's not me, come on, or that uh you know that Chase the Sun Dart song? Da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. And I'll be like one I'll be two stepping back and forth da. like that. Oi, 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 yeah. And then like after the madness and the spin out, he's just doing like <laughs> he's doing the fucking running man in the background. <laughs> just Oh well, I think we better uh, calm her down now. We don't want her too frisky. They bring out the cattle prods and obviously you just get a nice tight look into Homer uh, in the costume. Huh? And then he just starts zapping. Great animation. It's um very similar to, you know, the iconic season one when all the family's zapping each other. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. similar to how they drew them getting shocked to what Homer's going through here as well. And he ping-pongs between them. Doesn't he, Cal? Just he does. flailing everywhere, playing tennis with him. And all you're hearing is, like that. That means he loves you. Yeah, a rare um, non-Marge Julie Kavner voice as well. That's a natural voice there. <laughs> Just like waving the arms like, no more, please. <laughs> and then smoke out the eyes, it all builds up. And then, oh, let's bring in our bullpen to ping ping. Christ, so so intimidating, so aggressive, this panda. So he says, Oh, Burns, help me. He's pissing himself now. Goes to run, trips over the feed pan, and just falls. Um, Look, she's presenting. We thought this would take years. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, the male panda just sort of drags her uh, away, if you will. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they just close curtains and like, Oh, we he just asked her to marry him, and I think they said yes. And literally, all the crowd, ah, oh, and all we just hear Homer's horrifying screen. screen. <laughs> I will say, I think it went a bit too far with Mo being there. Just, ah, yeah, you ain't going no more, cutie. Like, ah, oh. I know he's the creep in the sleaze bag, but I don't want to think of him as like a, a rapist. Well, as a rapist, <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into it now because. I've waxed lyric over how I think it's great. Cal, is it actually Homer getting raped by a panda? Is it as bad as people say it is there? Is it such a jump in the shark moment? What are your thoughts, please, as a new um, I think, I don't know, like, yes, I think it's it's not the best. Um, they could have dealt with it a little bit better, possibly. It's one of them, yeah. It, they are kind of using it for like a, like a quick joke of Homer getting raped by a panda and they kind of, they don't bat away from it because later in a little, little bit like the next scene Homer does state that he's still trying to get the panda love off him yeah they commit to it mm. it's hard isn't it, it's hard, it, it is hard because it's like, it is a little bit funny but then again it's played for laughs but then again should it really be and I think like like you said, Moe's kind of delivery of the line of, yeah, he is a bit of a creep. Okay, that's fair enough. You know, you can make him be a bit of a, like... And I don't think they play on it in later series anyway. Like, he's more of a creep in different ways, not in a kind of, like, sexual way. Yeah. But then again, can you just argue against that and being it a product of the time where people did joke about this type of shit? Like, there's, there's rape jokes and, like, white chicks and stuff like that, like, you know, and, like, drug... Like, you know, it's, I don't know, American Pie as well. Fucking, like, Rufus and... Is it funny? No. Does it age well? Not particularly. Does it really bring anything to the episode? It The only thing it really brings is it just kind of makes Homer 
they needed something bad for Homer to kind of stop what he was doing. Yeah. So I feel like maybe they could have thought something different, but it's probably as good as they could do. That's a very good point. That's a very astute point to make. I don't think I could have said it better myself, but I think I get uh, from my own small opinion. I saw it more as just him getting attacked. Again, if we go back to Jackass and um, they had a spin-off series called Wild Boys, if anyone ever watched, where it was just Steve-O and Pontius. They had a scene where they decide to dress up like a deer, I think, and then they one of like another male deer just ends up humping one of them and then like, starts drooling on him and then one of them leaves and it's just humping the bottom half there. That's what it took it as. Like, if anything, it's just a bad mole in there. Like, I did my own research on pandas there. Like, oh yeah, because that's what you think of with pandas, you know. It's just rapacious people. Uh, it's the rapacious animals, not the ones that are definitely have problems breeding for the past few decades there. But it's, I mean, I mean, I enjoyed it. If you didn't like it, I can totally understand why. I've not, like, raped jokes since, you know, like, I matured, like, 18, well, 20 years plus and realised, like, oh no, like, Family Guy, Christ, littered with it as well and a lot of them are really bad compared to uh this but i suppose it is down to the individual there yeah without the panda love and the creepy mode comment i think it would have been accepted a lot better than what it has so it turns out after the um ugh, after the honeymoon <laughs> i guess to lean into it <laughs> a bit more uh homer just walks away from the bull panda manages to clamber over gets stuck over the other side the helmet comes off and Lisa finally finds out, like, oh, there was something wrong with that panda. Oh, God, Dad, that's you. Oh, did you see Daddy dance? Everybody <laughs> saw me dance. <laughs> and that's how we end the act. We jump into the final act now. And while Lisa's tending her Homer's wounds there, oh, wow, so uh, this is what you do now? And Homer hits her with that reality. Yeah, that's right. I humiliate myself for wads of cash. Like... Hell, everyone's done it at one point there. You've got to sink low for the dollar sometimes. I'm not judgmental of people. I haven't been for like a decade plus there. Especially, um, we'll get to the nicer scene with Burns and uh, Homer here again. But um, I'm not the biggest fan of Lisa's thing. Like, oh, how could you sell your dignity there? Like, oh, how way, pet? Like, you turned down a load of evil money quotes with uh, Burns's, uh recycling plant thing. And you didn't even take that money and, you know, turn it into something good there. So, she of all people, that just slightly hurt me. But, like, I'm sure you're not as judgmental. Like, actors do shitty film. Hell, Michael Caine doing Jaws 4 just to get that nice uh, Bahamas <laughs> home there. Like, we've all, yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just... Everyone's got a price. End of the day, uh, you know. If if you if you think you're completely incorruptible, you know you're not. <laughs> Get off your damn high horse. As long as you're not hurting anyone or uh, or hurting yourself, then who gives a fuck? But you know, everyone does have a have a price, and a lot of the time, yeah, it kind of it you, you turn back on that, and you kind of go, well, you know what? No, actually. I kind of disagree with my previous self. It's okay to do that if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you had to and then you want to go back, that's fine. You may not get the best outcome from doing so and you may lose some people, but you know what? Fuck them. They don't deserve to be in your life as well. You are special. 
yeah, while um, Burns is trying to bribe him yet again there, um, you know, shoving the money in his mouth there, even raising it to over $900. Like, Homer decides to take this last bit of money as well. Just like, oh, you know, take that back for this amount of money. I retract my statement. <laughs> I'd tell I'd do the exact same thing there, but no, screw you. And nice uh, turn of phrase, nice dialogue here. Oh, my monkey has become a man, you know, a poor man. And he leaves him there. Homer's now having to realise, hell, he's back to square one. He's back to being broke. But what's he going to do with all this ill-gotten money? And, um, well, you know, you could uh, help the kids out. Oh, no, that was it. There's a lot of needy kids out there. Oh, I need to buy a gun. (laughs) (laughs) No. So Homer did what Lisa could have done with a hell of a lot less money. Um, He decides to spread the wealth around there. Very. This might date the episode, but he turns into Mr. Beast Cow. I want to buy out all of this store there and help all the kids and donate it. And he's doing it on camera like a true hero. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so he goes to Cossington's there and we get one of the most one-off characters you could ever think of. The yes, man. Can I get a, your impression, please, Cow? Yes. Ooh, oh very... yes, no um, sir. He, he, he appears a few times in the episode, and I think I like his like explanation once. And they ask oh him God, like, "Why the, do that's you?" That's the best one, yeah. Where do you sound? Why do you sound like that? I had a stroke, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in the home of being Quimby security. That was his introduction, actually. Yeah, that's the best scene he's ever been in there. Where does he slot in as like? one-offs of the very, very, very tertiaries, Cal. Um, I, don't, I never found him annoying. Like, no, that's it. Like two seconds and that's it. He's, I don't know, he works... I just... He's a, he's a good kind of, like, cutaway gag kind of guy. Um, I think he works well. They don't overuse him. They don't kind of, like... I think he's only in... It looks like three episodes, uh, just looking at it. Oh, no, he's in a few... Is it a few, actually? One, two, three, oh. four, five, uh, six, seven, eight... Eight episodes into oh no there's more never mind um, yeah he's in quite a few episodes oh. I think he's a good he's a good tertiary like you said good tertiary character he's a nice he's a nice kind of memorable guy everyone can kind of do the impression as well which is nice mm. um, I've up there in regards to like it depends on what how where do you cut off from being a tertiary like Hans Molman who's recently celebrated his hundredth birthday um, yeah, shout out man. Happy birthday, my man. Does he count? Because or does he more kind of just like a B character town townsman kind yeah, of thing? Because he's been so much. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, he's definitely up there. What about yourself? I think within the few seconds he's used, um, he's very, very good there. If you start having a whole B plot around him, then absolutely not there. Um, it's like uh, the minions, like mini, uh, Despicable Me yeah. Too. Yeah, for sure. Perfect use of them there. They got a bit more screen time, but they didn't overdo it, unlike the first Minions film there. But yes, I'm uh, fully along that line. And we have Homer get approached by Mr. Costington now, the owner of the store there. I can't believe your generosity, son. There. Well, I'm trying to get out of a shame-filled hole. And um, yeah. Nice bit of kink shaming, I suppose. Yeah, I've got that too. I, uh, I sniff, I sniff shoes. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, I always associate that kind of kink as being very British. Or you know what? It's the why sniffing, it's sniffing bike saddles. That's what I'm thinking of. 
Pikes? What? We're kind of op- we're opening far into dear Tyler's internet history here. Hey, think Cognito, you can do anything. Uh, but yeah, I can't. was associated that with um, like my dad always used to tell me jokes. Oh, did he? Him. He looks like a suit sniffer. Or okay, like yeah, I've shoes. Yeah, yeah. I always find that as a bit of a carry-on thing there. But I like the fact Homer even consoles him like, "Oh, I'm sorry." But he decides, "Oh, you're just the man we need to be." You know, Chris Kringle, Father Christmas himself there. And personally, Cal, this is where. The episode really uh, dips for me there because then suddenly it's about you know Thanksgiving Day Parade and I, it's more I don't like the setting I don't like the framework of it. Mm. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to be Mr. Billy Bill Bollocks and not come with an alternative. My alternative my alternative would be have it at a say at a football game and then much like. Um, got a big fucking deep dive much like the ending of a uh, rat race that 2000s film that no one remembers have it like um oh instead of him accepting the money just have him like throw out or explode the money out into the crowd there at the halftime show or something like that but uh, I, 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 I wasn't a fan of the framework what about you Cal? yeah but i think if you go that way though the, the problem what you've got is he, it's because he has to be on a street to be able to like have that kind of subterfuge of oh is it Homer has he actually sold his soul like is he doing it oh no he's not okay um, I get it. it it is very it does feel very kind of shooed in in regards to but I I, it, I, always, I always stand by the rule of if you can't think of anything better then it's the best he could do um, and I think I think that's probably the best they could do, in my opinion. Um, I've, like I, I agree, it's kind of the third act's kind of the weaker part of the episode. Um, but it, I don't know, it's kind of nice in a way. Where there's there's another joke a little bit later on where there's that the the homeless woman uh, homeless little boy goes oh miss uh, miss do you know if Santa Claus is gonna come oh I think he does don't touch me like oh god it... really militant one. <laughs> no one gives you that right <laughs> it's just I don't know like uh, like there is there's still funny bits in in it but like. I don't know. I guess a good quality Father Christmas outfit. You know, you get hair and everything, and it's one of the reasons why I, I dream to be so be a little bit of a chubbier man when I'm an, a little bit older. Because maybe one day I'll be Father Christmas. Um, but you know, it's like I don't know. It's kind of the abusive ex comes back. Not the, like the, the toxic ex, should I say? Not abusive. Um, comes like in the episode. He kind of builds up as he's kind of throwing presents out and he's waving to the crowd um mr burns comes on a uh on a massive kind of yeah. like jolly roger yes it's um, thanksgiving you're right he goes uh, thanksgiving oh gosh he goes got bored in uh, he boards him and he explains how he will give him any money to be able to do uh, to do it um he goes no money can make uh, take away the smiles from all these loving children and he goes well what about for one million dollars now, this is where I kind of draw a line as well in this episode. Did Homer take the money and let Burns do it to give yeah, him the ultimate joy? Vague, the end, yeah. You know, and kind of it, it kind of cuts a little bit, and and you go back to Kent, and he's um, 
Zelda is throwing some sort of stew to the children, some maybe candy. And you look over and it, it's rancid fish guts, what he's just thrown into the face. Yeah. <laughs> good old Lenny's back, and he, and you know, good aim on Burns because Lenny takes off his eye patch and he goes, Oh, uh, the doctor said I can take it off for for about 20 minutes a day. Oh, well, that's just, just another just time to see Sarah. Straight in the fucking eye, <laughs> Mrs. Carl again. They're like he, that man. He can say anything about Burns, but he's got his accuracy on point. Yeah, why, Santa? Why? <laughs> and they're very reminiscent of the birds. The girls come down and just feast on the town. But it's all right because Homer's unscathed there. Lisa thinks he's old as soul, but no, honey, it's fine because the thing that's more important than money, you know, is family or freedom or whatever the hell the moral was supposed to be. Then they get gunged and uh, that's the end there. Yeah, apart from the hell, the end of which I thought was a quite flat myself. Um, yeah, it's a bit rushed. Yeah, I'd still do it the way I would, but hell, that's the ego talking in that. So, with all being said, Cal, I'd like your final thoughts and opinions on this here late uh, entry to season 12. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's it's just an overall good episode. I really enjoyed it. I I I knew about the episode before. I didn't. I knew I would probably enjoy it, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, it's got very memorable quotes in it. Um, however, like we just discussed, it goes down a little bit at the end. It, it's it's still funny. I I still. I, I I still think it's full circle, but also like, did he did he take the money? You know, let's have a look at the next couple of episodes. Homer does buy a fucking tennis court, like a couple episodes uh, oh, later Christ, later. <laughs> so, <laughs> infamously, our worst episode ever reviewed. Listener, please give it a listen. It's the it's the one last last time I truly considered killing myself. No, I'm joking. That's a horrible joke. Don't like you can cut that. Um, but you know, in like in general, it's it's a good episode. I can't fault it. It's funny. It's it's well wrote. It, like the jokes when they hit, they really hit, and the ones what don't hit very well, they still kind of get at least like a bit of a snort, an air snort. Um, overall, out of, what out of five, I would give it. I don't think I'd give it a full five out of five just purely because the ending. It, it it just lacks something really. Um but definitely a strong four point five um oh, wow. 4.5 financial panthers, I think. What about yourself? Oh get him, Sheba. That's very oh, very strong showing Cal. Myself, um Hell, I'm not even gonna say that it's good for a later season. No, this is genuinely good. All over, I could see it slotting in to the, uh, quote, golden era of Simpsons there. Very solid gags. Uh, hell yeah, it just, it just seems to be a gag machine there. The story itself is alright. It's solid enough there, and then it's propped up by the gags itself there. Oh, hell, it's a nice stand by Homer there. Fuck it, Wiggum coming in again. Even, like, brief few seconds there. He can do no wrong, guys. Um... Falls off at the end there, but we've already went through exactly why there. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it four out of five um, Lindy Hops. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, good, good 
Mm, sounds good. <laughs>